1: This is Bruce. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier,
0: your podcast of holding the flame, keeping forward, and seeing a new year because there's gaming to be done. There's always gaming to be done.
1: Just means you get to buy more dice. Oh, more dice.
0: Well, one of the most beautiful things about having kids do role-playing games is a is a wonderful way of teaching them that most of the limits that are placed upon them are artificial. Because, yeah. You know, because I mean, a lot of kids they're still getting all those you know bad programming you know from various yeah. people and various things, and saying no, you can you know you you can be the the uh the the lead. You can, or you can be the support, or you can be the person who has unusual interests, okay, and still be and, and be an effective character, okay? Yeah, because we're all basically, you know, we're all mutants, and you know, we, we've been we've been told the to line, you know, that oh, you know, you've got to get along, you got to hide your geek flag, you got to do whatever. It's still going on; it hasn't changed. You know, I'm glad that some people finally realize That the people that are out there screaming their heads off At football games or whatever types of games Are basically just gamers, you know And they just ha- they're just just using the acceptable version of fantasy
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah. no yeah.
1: The, one, the one time I almost had to run out of my old job for my life Is when I told them, you know, fantasy football Are just for geeks who don't know D&D yeah. Wait, wait. What are you chasing me for? Wait. 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 I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. Oh no. These it's, people oh, are never oh, going to be on a team together. Yet you're having a great time playing them on a team together. Guess what? It's a role playing game, guys.
1: Yeah. You're you're basically <laughs> acting out vicariously through these various sports figures. Yeah. And you're using stats and you're comparing them and who does better than this and they win. Yeah. It's like role playing. Oh, no, I had a long discussion with an old co-worker of mine who's a former stock supervisor about because, I mean, when he his dad taking baseball games and you would just do strike ball out. Then there's all the other stats like base on ball, how many hits were hit in left field, center field, right field, how many made it to the infield, um, triple plays, double plays. And I mean, he got deep into stats and I said, OK, I am like that with my stuff. You have the basic core rule book or rule books. It is the minimum you need to play this game. Then what we have are splat books. Oh if you want to play a fighter based character, there's a book for this. Oh, you want to play a divine character like a priest who can cast spells, there's one for this. Oh, a a scholarly wizard, boom. Oh, a rogue, a bard. And they have all these other books that you can do the game better. See, you have your I wouldn't say better, uh, but go on. Well uh, you can branch out more. You can get deeper into the game. More options. And, yeah, more options. And I said, yeah, your typical straight baseball scorecard you had with your dad, that would be like my core rule book. All these other stats, which some of these stats I didn't even know people followed that hard. I said, those would be my splat books. I said, in a way, sports fans and us d d geeks are more alike than either give want to give the other credit for and Aaron looked at me and sort of, you know, gave that back and forth. And I'm
2: like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, of course, now because we've had so many celebrities and famous people come out to say that they've been gaming. Now. We got Will Wheaton, Vin Diesel. Robin Williams was huge in the role-playing games of Warhammer. Um, Judy Dench. Uh, oh, no, just all these celebrities have now made D&D mainstream. That's why we have... Critical role and all, you know, all this stuff on YouTube and Twitter because it's the geek shall inherit the earth and it's just become mainstream. D&D's been around the actual game. D&D's been around for like 45 years and just, yeah, now that celebrities have, you know, come out of the the basement, as it were. Yeah, I've been playing all this all along. And I mean, hell, Robin Williams named his daughter Zelda after the video game. So.
2: So, yeah, yeah, it's
1: just. I think also fandom, geekdom, it, it's just become mainstream. So it's easier for us to get into it. And there's still a lot of prejudice from sports fans and whatnot. It's like, no, when you break it down, we're, we're the same. It's just two different mediums, same, same feeling. We both get the same charge out of doing each what we like to do respectively. It's just yours has been around a lot longer. It's more socially acceptable, but we're catching up.
0: And of course, it all depends on you know the the, the country, because there's there are uh, I've heard about you know in places like uh, uh, Russia uh, and uh, other places where they literally people just get together on weekends and they just do these massive uh, uh, live action role playing games, and they don't think they don't think it's special. It's just like it's just what we do, and it's like you know. Large, uh, you know, and it's, it's much more acceptable It's just, people say, well, it's yeah. going off, you know and, and and they do it in the middle of winter, too Which I always think is interesting Because you know, there's these vast areas of fields and such That are under snow And they're not being cultivated And they make a great place to go and have mock battles on
1: yeah, yeah
0: So, you know, because it, over in America, the Pensick Wars Which is the Society for a crave Anachronism They they had that on a, a farm in Pennsylvania forever You know, and I don't know if they still do uh, But that was always a big thing and, and every year it's like, you know, next year Penziks Yeah, you know, for all of
1: our. Oh, yeah, yeah, no We, I, yeah, I've got plenty of friends who they do the Pensick thing every year one of my uh friday night gamers she and her housemate go to pen, you know they try to every year past few years it's been a little uh but yeah it it's it's a thing and so yeah that's i yeah larping i guess yeah yeah okay
0: uh well let's see here the only game that i didn't get to play is that kind of wanted to play was uh starfinder uh, my son runs the campaign oh. of it and will not let me play. <laughs> 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 he, he tells yeah, me because I intimidate him and he doesn't want. And, and I would intimidate the other players. And, and to a certain extent, he's right. I, I become l- quite a bit larger than life whenever I'm playing in a role-playing game. You know, uh, the. Uh, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, though, is it'd be, it'd be fun to play in a game that my son is running, but he won't let me. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I haven't been able to do that Because I really wanted to see how, you know, this translation of Pathfinder Into uh, into a science fiction setting, you know, how well that worked uh, If you go by him, it works great because he's been running it for over a year now And doesn't show any signs of stopping So uh, he and his, he and his uh, friends, they basically, you know, each... I think there's like three three different GMs, and each they're all in each other's campaigns, and so you know. Oh, okay. And and they literally play every week, so it's like you know, getting him to do stuff on the weekends is tough. But uh, that's one thing that I kind of wanted to do, but up till this, you know, this year, and literally within a few months ago, uh, I had three campaigns going. You know, not yeah. to mention the podcast. Uh, yeah you know, so I had uh, you know fringeworthy on every other Monday, so I could go to uh, Boy Scouts. I had yeah. uh, Bureau thirteen on Tuesdays, and then on uh, Sundays uh, I had D and D. So that's a you know you know and, and that doesn't include you know the the uh, the side uh, video gaming, you know yeah. Fall, Fallout seventy six Fallout four. Uh, no man, No Man's Sky, Elite Dangerous, which is the video game I'm playing right now, Star kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm just saying, is it? You know, and 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 somewhere in there, my wife wants me to pay attention to her.
2: Yeah, a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So. She, 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 you know, she got on my case a lot about it. She's like, I never see you. And I said, I am, I, I have nothing scheduled Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. You yeah. know, you got three days in
1: a row, you know. So she's, and that's when you get the glare. Right? Oh, yes, because the glare. The you're glare. Not, you're having to schedule me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah.
0: there's that. There's
1: that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. But Anyways.
1: no, um, no, Starfinder, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad system, and they have rules to convert it from Pathfinder 1E. That's the whole Arc Forge from legendary games. So, And how to do from one to the other. You can go Pathfinder, Starfinder, Starfinder back to Pathfinder. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so it, it, it translates over pretty well. They just had to tweak a couple things to make it more science fiction-like, even though there is magic in the game. So, no, Starfinder's not bad. I got most of the books for it. Yeah. Well I pull from them. Okay. Okay. Well, you
0: know, like so now like uh it's looking an awful lot like my our D and D game on Sunday is, is 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 has an absent GM. He's either sick or he's tired or he has a family obligation and it's like, you know, it's not like he doesn't show up ever, but you know, it's very common, you know, every week we're like, I don't know if we're actually playing or not. And uh, he supposedly started running a Traveler game, uh, which I wasn't interested in playing because I played Traveler before and never re- never really liked it. Uh, but, you know, I may not have given the later versions a fair shake. Uh, yeah. But as far as I know, he was playing pretty pretty early version. Uh, so I didn't do that. Uh, and uh, that was after my... Uh, uh, My Bureau 13 game finished. And, you know, I have stopped, you know, uh, Bureau 13 games because the players literally moved away. You know, because a lot, that's one of the things about having your players be like college students. You know, at least once every four years, you got to get a whole new group. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you get, you know, you can keep cycling them into the same campaign. Uh, Yeah. But, even so, you know, it, it seemed like you know that that was sort of you know I've gone through a lot of groups over the years, and uh, but in this in this particular case, uh, this was the first time that they literally ended the campaign by doing something that caused basically everything to stop. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah <that's laughs> that,
2: totally
0: you know, I, I, yeah. I mentioned it on an earlier podcast, but essentially yeah. what they did was is that they they basically uh released to god to wreak his will an ancient you know an ancient forgotten god who did and basically just totally disrupted uh the entire world and i said well okay guys i don't know what uh uh you know i don't uh i don't know you know where this campaign could go from here but uh i'm not playing on running it <laughs> so this is one of those sea change moments where it's like okay uh you know, we, you know, suddenly the earth is gone and you're now a bunch of people who are on space stations or something like that. You know, it's like, okay, that's a whole different game now. So, and I just basically said, this is a good time for me to stop because I, you know, I had some other things in my life. I had to, I, I, I felt I needed to deal with, uh, yeah. which may or may not be true. So, uh, so that's what I'm saying. I have an opportunity now, uh, to go on and maybe get into somebody else's game, and uh, play uh, maybe play Starfinder, maybe play something else, maybe play another uh, another version of D and I I don't know. Anyways, uh, and then uh, still, uh, and we moved the Frisworthy game to every week so that now they can you know play every week. Uh, but uh, And, that, and, and the way things are going It may be that I end up being the only GM Because the guy who's, who was doing the Tuesday Was also the same guy who does the Sunday And he's, he's gotten himself a new job That seems to have an awful lot of evening hours Or he's yeah. just tired from working all day long Because mm. he tends to Well,
1: you might, you might want to ask him It's like, okay, you seem to be just not being able to GM Do you mind take, I, I take over with the group? And then sort of just sort of steer them over to, you know. To what? Like, oh, let's try this game over here. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. This yeah. game over here that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, so. But I'm actually looking at it as an opportunity for me to actually get into another game. So that is, uh, you know, maybe a, a whole new group. Because right now, all the games we're playing are all with the same people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it'd be be nice
0: to meet new people.
1: Yeah, I kind of had a problem with a new GM and group where I had to splinter off and do my own game. Okay, years ago, Pixie and Jeff DeRef did our Adding Fringeworthy to Skyrim episodes. I think there were two about the world itself, and then two Jeff came back and did, like, the cosmology. The gods and the higher-powered beings, the Daedras and all that. Well, Jeff this year started adding Fringeworthy to the Skyrim. Josie and I played I played a, an IDET member from Earth Prime, she played a half elf sorceress from Bureau 13 Earth. So 30 years difference. So I'm from 2019, she's from nineteen eighty-nine. And we're the last two members of an IDET team that ends up after coming back from the Kigak home world. Oh, we're gonna stop off in this world. It's a or hell, and our commander had us go through the portal to cover our escape. So as we jump through the portal, two people from across the platform, they're jumping through to evade something else. We meet, go back to their world. And this is Jeff's first time fully GMing. Before, he GMed about four or five sessions in that Robotech Nightbane game when we were on Potter Earth. I was just having issues being... A player full-time and I just I I said one I keep throwing this is how I do it this is how I do it and there and there was a couple other disruptances with another player granted she was praying that there was hormones going on but still Jeff could have handled things better and I just said okay I one you need to find your way to organically find your GMing style me being here will not help that. As much as I would love to play in this world, I can't be in this group. I will take her with me because I had to calm her down. Where she was just going to leave altogether. Just, I'm done gaming. And so I had to split off mine and Amber's characters. And then her baby daddy joined in. So he said, yeah, you were inadvertently the reason why we got shunted to this new world. So now it's me for amber and her baby daddy michael jeff josie and z are still in the original world and so how we do it is it, in my world the bureau all tech all bars always tech there's also an extra dimensional capability so it gets me and josie typing back and forth in our private discord server that z made up yeah we fought this today oh in this world yeah i found out i'm a dragonborn Yeah, here we had to go on this quest to get back this magic item for the uh, first character. Oh, over here, you know, the portal, it collapsed, so the ring station, yeah. So we're doing this back and forth, so the campaigns are still linked. It's just I had to leave the campaign because I was getting stressed out, Amber was getting a little stressed out. Again, she was pregnant, so hormones going and everything, and she even admitted, yeah, baby stuff. But just also Jeff and her Had a misunderstanding And I said I think it's just better that we Just yeah And it's worked out great we keep in contact He says he does miss me at his table But I said you need to find your path And me Constantly adding the suggestions You need to find out what works for you And so far I mean he'll still ask me for help It's like the whole Dragonborn thing in Skyrim I'd sit there and dope it out and I would say just use the mythic rules That'll work Because this whole Dragonborn thing, it's supposedly part of the mythology of the world line. The mythic rule should work. So I'll still give him advice. But yeah, him, Josie, and Z are plotting forth with Jeff being a first-time GM. And I knew that if I stayed with that group, Jeff and Mai's relationship and mine and Josie's would probably get strained. So I had to step back. And it seems to be working out. As I said, we're getting the inner campaign contact between mine and Josie's old character, you know, the characters. And so there's still the link between us. Even though we are in two separate games on the alternating Sundays that we're running the games. Excuse me. So that was something I had to do. Tried sitting down as a player for the first time in 15 years. I'm just like, no, I'm a GM. This is why I quit playing regularly 15 years ago because I just I would rather run games and create worlds than just have the one character that I'm dealing with. And, and it, it's worked out. It just, I tried. I gave it the old college try and just. Eh.
2: Yeah, that's nothing. I, 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 I kind of want to get into being a player again because I haven't been a player in quite a while. So, yeah, I'm hoping. Maybe sometime after the holidays, with the start of the new year, I can find a a group at the local game store to to join in and and actually be a player and not have to plot out, you know, settings and plots. And I can just think about one character and what I'm going to do and not have to worry about five others. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and I know there's a lot of people in that situation where they're literally, like, going, you know, I've been staying in my house, or I've been playing over Discord, or whatever, and where can I actually find games in this town, you know? And that's why I was, like, saying is that you, you st- that if you want to find people to play with, and you don't have a resource, like, you know, uh, there's pen and paper, uh, the, uh, uh, the website And on Facebook There's looking for, uh, uh, looking for a game And there's probably some There's some Discord servers I think there's one called Gamer Z That, uh, also has a looking for game You can just try to find You know, you can go and say get, Go visit all the Comic stores In your area, okay Go visit all of the Um, uh well uh all the all, check all the college and 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 universities and see if any of them have a science fiction or fantasy club okay yeah uh if you have to go toward the theater if if uh if you do have representation of uh the uh, uh society for creative anachronism then yes go see it you know because a lot of people they're into, they're into role playing so, therefore, oh, yeah. you know they might be into gaming too, some you are some you yeah. aren't you know some people just do it like on Xbox, and they you know they go and play some you know online system, you know, and they don't actually get together and play like a tabletop, but I'm just saying these are those are the ways I can think of of uh of doing it I mean the worst way of doing it also the best it's just the most. Out there is where you literally go and find a game store and say, you know, hey, I'm going to, can I put a table up, you know, here on Saturday and just start playing a game and see if anybody wants to join me? Because I've, you know, I've done that a couple of times and had various levels of success. Uh, One time I tried to do it in a coffee shop and I sat there and basically drank hot chocolate all day. And uh, came back a couple more times And nobody ever really seemed interested in, in getting involved in it uh, But uh, that, was, you know, that, that, just, that was just one try you know, It wasn't like I stopped gaming I got involved with other things But those are, uh, those are my best guesses Now, of course, if you know people who are gamers You can always say, hey, what games are you playing? Are you playing games that I, I am not involved in? Or, you know, you know, a group that is getting together That uh, might be looking for a player so, you know, word of mouth is always going to be better because it comes with an introduction. It, you, know, you know, so-and-so sent me, you know. The, yeah. And, and people are more willing to play with an unknown person because sometimes these games are very insular. You know, sometimes it's just a bunch of friends who just want to play with each other and they're not interested yeah. in playing, you know, with anybody else. So, you know, it's... It, it it's it's a hit or miss thing, but I'm just saying is that if you do want to get out there and and be a player, if you've been a GM or you know uh, or get or play a game that nobody else seems to be interested in, uh, especially if you're like me who's kind of nostalgic for the uh, first edition D and D gaming I used to do, you know, and I keep thinking about well I'll start a first edition D and D game because. Um, I, I have done that, uh, you know, in honor of Gary Gygax's birthday. Uh, you know, we uh, we all got together. We played a first edition, and they liked it so much they wanted to keep playing it. I'm like, well, I really didn't have more than one day's ses- session, one session's worth of material, guys. So you know, and, and it turned out not to be a a, a good. I, I what I parlayed it into was didn't actually turn out to be very good. Uh so we, I ended up stopping. We went back to the other games we were playing. But I'm just saying is it can it can happen, it can go, you know. Um I've I've known people who literally were ro- writing their own role playing games as they were sitting there playing games that I was running.
1: Oh.
0: And uh I don't know whatever happened to them, whether it went on to to actually get them published or not You know, if it did nothing more than just Create an opportunity for them to get into some creative writing Or just become better players by, by re- Trying to wrap their head around a different system And say, hey, you know, this This is actually a pretty good system we're using I, It's a lot harder to do it than I thought You know, so maybe the restrictions that are Placed upon us in this system are actually there by intent not by the fact that somebody just didn't do the work and uh, it needs to be refined. I mean, I thought that, you know, back in the day, you know, back when first edition first came out, we all thought that, you know, that it was an evolving product. You know, that, uh, you know, it, that they were coming up with new ideas and new editions meant adding in stuff to the existing game, you know. And, uh, you know, later on I, I kind of felt, you know, they, then they started going out with all kinds of different campaign supplements you know i and i thought that they were you know making a cash grab more than anything else but, uh, yeah, I had, like, I don't know how many of those tomes of magic and magic items that came out at one point. They had, like, you know, a, ba- a bound, you know, small print, all the po- all the magic items that have ever appeared in any Dragon magazine or any supplement or any module. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I had them all. I was like, oh, man, I can do all this. And, of course, you only use, like, a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction yeah, of those yeah. products. So, you know, but... Um, Anyways, I, I I sold that, a uh, that that collection a long time ago. I still kept my my core books because I I always feel that, you know, most people never get to experience the the core game. They almost immediately go for something quite a bit more grandiose than, um, you know, than just a basic group of people going into a dungeon and uh, seeing what's there.
2: Yeah, usually. You... Well, Usually, if you you start off with some sort of scenario or 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 strange setting or something. Yeah, rarely do you see just the vanilla D and D.
0: Yeah, I mean when you know we first started playing, it literally was somebody had had put together a dungeon. We showed up at the door of it, all of our our, our characters. There was a nearby town that we could go and sell magic items to if we if we if we had extra and, and nobody wanted to trade with us, you know, and, and buy things like potions and, and flasks of oil and you know, the, 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 the low the low end, you know, um, alchemy kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. There was always a church that had some holy water for sale, you know. And uh, and then we'd literally just go into the we go into the dungeon, you know, and and, uh, and see if we could we could make it through it, you know, see how far we could get. You know, at least in that session <coughs> And if we were enjoying ourselves We'd come back for more, you know And uh, and if we weren't We'd say, okay, we don't like this dungeon And then someone would come up with a new dungeon And we'd start The the, the next time we played, we'd start in, in their dungeon, you know Because we had, like, revolving GMs Usually In that particular group So, oh. uh, yeah, and it was, it was great Because uh, uh, You could, you know I mean you, you you didn't have to play it usually you know you didn't have to play every week because every week we tried to leave the dungeon at the end of the session, so you weren't trapped in the dungeon you know and 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 relying on people to show up who might not show up people who just uh. decided they dropped in they didn't like the game they didn't want to keep playing, so that was part of what we did was we always we always left the dungeon a, at the end of the session, so you know that was and and they're, and they're frankly you know. Uh, that's it's it's great to have people that show up every session, and you can do these really long campaigns like I've enjoyed for many decades now. Oh yeah. But uh, you know, there's I, I think we've talked about this before that you know there's something to be said for one shots. There's something to be said oh, yeah. for adventures that are intended to just be short, you know, and and just a just kind of getting a taste of. Of something, you know, and and going on to something else, you know, because not every, you know, not every big bad has to be a really big bad. It could be a little a mini bad, you know, <laughs> just the local strong man, you know, or strong yeah. woman, or strong bugbear, or whatever, you know, because that was one. That was one of the uh, scenarios, that, you know, bunch of bugbears were bo- you know, uh, were 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 preying on uh, on on merchants. They they tracked it back to their Fort, not their fortress, their encampment, their encampment, and they basically made a, the adventure was literally making an assault on the encampment, and the bugbears were there firing crossbows, and they were using, uh, oh, cobolds. Uh, uh, they were using kobolds to reload the heavy crossbows, <laughs> okay, uh, okay, so they could fire twice in a round, like most like most bow weapons, because he said the reason that you you can only fire you can fire a bow twice in a round and you. And, and a crossbow, he wants it around is because they're harder to reload. While well, bows are real simple to reload, you just pull the arrow out, pull it, fire it. Okay. So yeah, I said it's mainly
2: they, just a matter of strength. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: So if you have a bunch of, 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 of short stacks, you know, uh, goblins or, or uh, you know, uh, kobolds or things like that, you know, they can be spending, you know, th- who can barely hit the broadside of a barn. Right, their qu- they're quarter right. hit dice monsters, you know, you know uh, CR ones. If you go by third yeah. edition, I don't know what it is for fifth. Okay, so they're not going to hit anything, even if they try. So meanwhile, they're cracking this heavy crossbow, handing it up to the three plus hit die, you know, uh, uh, goblin. I'm uh, not goblin. A uh, uh, bugbear oh, bear. who who could who already you know who who are already known to be extremely <laughs> dexterous. So they have all these pluses to their to, to, to missile weapons and such, so they're firing these things that do 3d 3d at least 3d6 damage or 2d8 damage twice around. It it was a bit of a surprise that so they were all expecting a pretty easy go of it, and they and they ended up having to just you know really have to. I think they ended up charging them. They said if they if we charge them and get them in the hand to hand combat, they can't keep peppering us with those those really powerful crossbows. So. And that and that's how they that's how they finally dealt with it. They uh, uh, it, it's, it was a real slugfest at the end. I'm pretty sure. And they got lots of experience for it because bugbears are good, and all those little hobgoblins uh, are cobalts. Uh, 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 some of them ran away because they're quartered. They're quarter hit dice, and some of them stayed and died, and, you know, they got experience no matter whether they ran away or not because you defeated the challenge, right? So you should get all the experience. Yeah. So, you know, I, I stopped doing that <coughs> way, way back when they were like, well, you know, if we can convince them not to fight us, then we should get all the experience if we just sat down and fought them, right? And I said, yeah, I really agree with that. You know, so that's one way they got around um, a lot of, what would have been, you know, uh, TPK situations? You know, just by using their smarts, they were able to come up with a solution that got rid of the uh, problem, you know, without having to actually fight the, fight to the death. So, yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, but uh, yeah, one shots are good. But like I said, it's uh, I I uh, I'd like to do more gaming in the next year. Like I say, I'd like to do more in per. And maybe start some in person. I think I've gotten over the whole. I'm afraid if I go out somewhere, I'm going to get deathly ill. Uh, I mean, I've got yeah. I've got all the shots. I've got all the boosters. You know. Um, you know, and you know, I'm 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 ready to uh, actually look across the table at somebody. But that doesn't mean that I, I still think that that um, hybrid. Sessions are the best because I, you know, I, I, If someone wants to play in my game No matter what I end up doing I'm still going to have a, a, a laptop there For them to Skype yeah. in and play Because there's no yeah. reason why someone who lives Just because they live a couple hundred Or a couple thousand miles away They shouldn't be able to I mean, I want to play uh, RPGs with my brother Who lives in Alaska Believe me, there's no way we're going <laughs> to we're gonna find a <laughs> yeah. a place halfway for right. us to meet and yeah, play at games. Yeah, are going
1: to worry about a four hour time difference.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that is a problem. But we uh, yeah. Uh, basically, I started playing uh, at about eleven o'clock at night to about three o'clock in the morning, uh, and he played from like uh, what was the equivalent to him seven to eleven. Seven to yeah, eleven 7 for to him. 11. I said, I'll I'll yeah. I'll bite the bullet to stay up late. You know, because yeah. he had kids. You know, he has. He still has kids, and frankly, I think he should push more toward it because his kids are getting older. They're gonna. They're already. He's got. He's his son is is, is starting driving this year. I think he already oh, okay. has his driver's license. It's not. They're. You know, unless they're really into role playing games, they're not going to be playing them much longer before they get yeah. into the online Xbox, all kinds of stuff yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. So I'm just saying, is it? You know, it's a part of the 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 thing that made gaming work back in the day was because people didn't have a whole lot, especially teenagers, didn't have a whole lot of mobility. So yeah. getting together with a group of your friends on a Saturday afternoon and playing a role-playing game was something that was fun to do. Now, the, the various you know uh, consoles have kind of stolen that from us because you know you got people getting together in groups to play games online. But it's you know it, it's uh, it's still there, uh, and uh, I th- and the fact that yeah, it's looking at somebody across the table, rolling those dice, you know, pointing at the dice, you know, doing the victory dance, you know. Oh, those, yeah, yeah. Those are all things that that, oh. that are evergreen, and I just feel I I feel sorry for people who never get a chance to experience that because they're too mainstream. To want to actually, you know, and you know what, you you can't trash talk somebody across the table with you like you can on the Xbox. You know, you will get you will get punched (laughs) in the nose for
1: it. There's no immediate fear of retribution. Exactly. That's why. Yeah, you learn to be polite
0: (laughs) in role playing games, even when you're mad. Okay, but I got. Uh, I have uh, told people off in role playing games, and I've said some harsh things. Okay, but uh, ne- never has it come to fisticuffs, as it would have. Is some of the people, some of the things people say to each other on uh, uh, on these various console sessions. I, I mean, it's it's yeah. Anyways, uh, but okay. So yeah, uh, that's something I would really like to do more of. I say get get into more face to face role playing. Uh, I don't I don't really think there's anything special I want to do. There's I'm not looking forward to any video games per se because I mean you know there's this is this Starfield, I think it's the new Bethesda game that's supposed to be coming yeah. out. But you know, I, I have I've been burned some many times with Bethesda. I'm like I'll oh, wait God. I'll wait a year. I'll wait a year so they I, actually have a product. <laughs> I
2: can't do that. I gotta play it at launch. Oh man. Uh, I've played every because and it's because of Fallout. When they got a hold of Fallout Three, and I I played it soon after launch, and I'm like, yeah, it's a buggy mess, but I love it. Okay. I love the bugs.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> I I'm sorry, I'm sorry for your uh,
2: a, a psychological imperative. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, just, it's it's part of the joy. I mean, I do prefer it when it's patched up and and the physics mostly work <laughs> and and especially when the modding community gets involved and starts doing the really amazing stuff but yeah it's just for me part of the fun is playing that early buggy mess i don't know i just love it wow
0: i'm looking at this stuff i just I, i've been unearthing i have a v i have the manual to a vcr backup board And there's even a picture of it and i'm like i don't have this anymore I wonder where it went. (laughs) But I had the manual for it. Okay, anyways. Hey, you know, you you want to get into gaming? The best way of doing that is clean out your closet.
1: Oh, I haven't played this game. I haven't played this game in a
0: while. Oh, Oh, I love playing this game.
2: (laughs) I thought this got lost. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Honey, we got to get together, get the kids together. We got to play this game. Really? Yes! (laughs) Yes! Let's have pizza. Let's have a pizza and s'mores party night. Uh, yeah, we we'll, and, and and for and we'll have black and we'll have black cows, otherwise known as you know, uh, 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 uh root beer floats for dessert. Oh. oh, okay. I mean, well, I mean that with the s'mores. You talk about your sugar rush. <laughs> oh God,
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> but
0: yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've done it, you know. So, but yeah, get get those games out. I I'm, I got to say, you know, I you know I like going on. Uh, initially, I like going on the old games or, or the games for sale because I really need to sell some stuff, and I was kind of looking for tips and stuff like that. But it absolutely kills me going on some of these old games where they say, "Look at all these games I have! Do you play any of them? Look at all these games!" <laughs> I'm like in
2: almost perfect condition. In almost, or, yes, or in per, or
0: in perfect condition. Yeah, I sold my my once-opened version, so I would have one, so I could you know, and upgrade it to one in plastic that's never been opened. And I'm like, yeah. why do you have these things? You know, I mean, when people gave me books, gave me books back in the day, because this one guy did. It. He moved to Texas. He says, "Bruce, you're a gamer." I said, yeah. "Figured that out, did you?" Yeah. <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, you can have my entire collection of books." And I had all these White Wolf books and all these other things. And I just had this huge amount of books, okay, and uh, gaming books. And I, I held on to them, and I said, oh, look, this perfect collection. Man, if I want to play this game, I got the book. If I want to do this, I got the book, you know, and, and all this stuff like that. And and uh, and then bills came due, and I said, you know, I bet I can sell these. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, that's when I first I had my first foray into eBay. And uh, ah. got, now, of course, these things are worth a fortune, it seems. Which uh, is yeah. which is why I'm looking around going, there's got to be stuff I can sell. I, I I don't need to hold on to this. Yeah. Anyways, um, so, <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> still laughing about the VCR backup board. the the whole The whole point of it was to back up your computer onto a VCR tape. That was what it was all about. So you could actually, you know, it basically would control you. You'd hit the record button, and it would start recording, and it would work. I just, I to this day, yeah. I'm amazed that any of these things worked, but they did. You know, and it's like, okay, so because you because you had to have a, de- a device that turned the digital into sounds because they didn't record digital on VCRs; they recorded, yeah. you know, sounds. So mm-hmm. you, yeah, there's analog. There's probably been there's I probably have some VCRs that if I stuck them in I'd be like what is this weird squiggly stuff on the screen? It's it's actually my the backup from some computer from long ago. Uh, All right, yeah. But anyways, I did buy a really cool game uh, from uh, Kickstarter called Series. Uh, It is uh, and I bought it for my son because he is the tabletop gamer. Not I mean I'm sorry, not the tabletop RPG gamer, but the board gamer. Okay. And this thing looks really sweet. I mean, it's got, uh, you know, you, the whole idea is that you start a colony and you just build out from there. And uh, it, it, you know, it allows you to uh, make contracts with uh, various major industries, you know, go mining, do all these sorts of things like that. And it's just, I'm just looking at it and he's going to, I really hope he loves it because, you know, I'm not saying I spent a fortune on it, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, I just I just think it's the shame is, is that I thought it was going to be available you know uh, by Christmas I think I'm just going to be giving him <laughs> pictures <laughs> for Christmas <laughs> of this of this this game because you know i, I it's they collected the money on the second of December you know and I'm like, okay, but does that mean you're shipping <laughs> or does that mean you're now manufacturing? <laughs> I think it's the latter yeah, uh, so anyways it's because uh, it's it's tough you know now he's a you know i a full grown adult you know already has you know everything that he really wants he had make he makes good money so he can buy anything he wants, you know I'm the same way I pretty much already have everything that i i I want or need, you know as far as entertainments are concerned, you know. Uh, so it's tough to buy presents for each other these days, you know, yeah we usually end up buying weird stuff like you know uh cheese colored and shaped dice
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like I getting from my wife okay so you know. now she's easy. my wife is eat I, I I don't mean it like that uh, she is she is very easy to buy for because if it has a dragon involved in it, she loves it ah. And I, I got her this one thing that plugs into a, U, a USB cable, and it basically has, it basically it's a dragon coming down and just blowing, uh, it, it's, 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 it's like he's been traveling along, he's been like blowing flame, and so the whole bottom of it is this very turbulent plastic thing that lights up with, you know, glowy red. And goes and it goes all the way up to this this kind of you know organic shaped cone up to the mouth of the dragon who's like flying, and it's it's you know it was not an expensive gift, but boy she just thinks this is the cool cool beads, so yeah she's easy to buy presents for. I just have to buy something with a dragon in it. So, uh, but I'm hard and my son's even worse. So, anyways, hopefully. Uh, a matter of fact, she's like, what are you going to give me a Christmas list? And I'm like, well, you didn't get me all the stuff on my last Christmas list. Oh, so, <laughs> wow. right there. I actually have one thing on my Christmas list that I have been asking for for decades and nobody has ever gotten it. And that is, I have a bunch of really weird miniatures. Okay? Uh, I have skeletal children on tricycles wielding 357 magnums. And... From Tritac, I've got the the uh, the the, uh, the Mulder and Scully miniatures, otherwise oh, known as yeah. as Sculder and Molly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I always wanted I wanted someone to put up a, a a graveyard diorama, okay, of these kids, and with Sculder and Molly as either X Files or Bureau thirteen agents, you know, and just do that, and that would be my present. I i have always wanted and of course i have lots of zombie miniatures too and stuff like that that could be added in for additional flavor nobody has ever been willing to actually do the work to put that all together for me it's one of those things i think i'm gonna to have to do for myself you know, not paint it myself i i know my limitations yeah okay but have somebody else because i can afford it now i'm you know i i i've, I've, I've gone up in the in, in the money aspect enough that i can afford to have somebody with talent actually go and do this for me so i may have to get i may have to buy myself a present this year my present was my new video card for myself
1: ah, yeah
0: yeah, and uh that was which as i mentioned before the, the we started recording was a pain and a half thank you very much for for supporting windows 8 point one not <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: generally I generally I think we we tabletop gamers are not easy to shop for because I've had part, including the second wife, not knowing all books I want. Well, I downloaded this. I got this last week. Well, I got you this. I've had this two weeks ago. It's right there on the shelf. And then I'm pulling out of the driveway of my old place. And I'm backing out, windows are open. She goes, well, I downloaded the character sheets for you. I intentionally yelled, I got those last night after you went to bed and just stepped on the gas because I knew my second wife would have ran out down the street. You son of a bitch. Yeah, we tabletop gamers are not easy to shop for. Okay, Best bet, so, just give us a gift card. Well,
2: so, not bed. that we're not easy to shop for. It's that we tend to go ahead and just buy it ourselves.
1: Yeah, we we, we, we have very low
2: yeah. we have very low impulse control. Yeah,
0: yeah. we have money in our pot. It just depends on oh we have. See, when we were younger, God. okay, we were you know. I mean, this is one reason why so many people photocopied you know the the first edition D and D books is because they yeah. it literally was cheaper to photocopy them yeah. than to buy them, which yeah. is kind of ridiculous when you think about how thin those books were, you know. Yeah. But. But they still did it. And I was like, you know, uh, because I remember buying them for like 12 bucks and 15 bucks and stuff like that. (laughs) It's like, wow. You know, and, and, but it was like half that price to to go to the, to the university and use their photocopy machines because it was like five cents, five cents a copy. And so you could get, you know, and, uh, That was even before people, you know, got their hands on scanners and started scanning them and printing them out using the university printers. You know, getting the nice ones and binding them and stuff, you know. If you you were smart, you know, you made a good friend to somebody who worked in a binding shop. Because, you know, that person could hook you up. So, anyways, uh, we're... uh, uh, we're getting out of time here. Uh, is there anything else you guys would like to mention about, you know,
2: your past year? You know, I, I don't have anything about the past year, but I do have some, some hopes and dreams for the, the future year. Tell me what's, what are you I'm hoping for gonna, next year? Like I said, I want to get into to, uh, a gaming group, but then I also want to try and actually start doing some more convention games, running some convention one shots. Okay, um,
0: I'm all in favor of that. You got lots of that. Um, I mean, I in Atlanta, there's actually quite a few small game. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, how about over there in uh, Birmingham? Is that
2: where you're at? Um, yeah. Well, closer to Birmingham. Yeah. How about an hour from Birmingham? And yeah, there's uh, there's a few here. Um, I think one gaming convention I know of, and I think a few other really small ones that maybe I don't know of yet. Uh, and then one or two anime conventions that I could maybe run at. Mm. Because those two communities are starting to, to, to cross over.
0: So, uh, uh, yeah, my experience with anime com- uh, uh, communities are, were that they are not really into tabletop role-playing games. You know, they, there was a little bit of an interest when they came out with the uh, tri you know, right. big guy, small the mouse big, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, it didn't really seem like it t- It really took off. Are you saying that there's actually a strong... I will
2: say this. When I went to Momocon this this past May, yeah, they had a tabletop gaming se- uh, session. Like, a, a whole section just for tabletop gaming. And I saw D&D, I saw Pathfinder, um Okay. So yeah, I mean, well, that's a really big conventions now. It, you, I remember when it. I is, when it is, was it is only
0: at. What, pop.
2: It was it, the, it, that's it, the thing. I've, I've had a lot of people who, when I went, they said, "Yeah, this is kind of becoming like Mini DragonCon."
0: Well, it's they're in partnership with
2: DragonCon, so that's not uh, surprising. Not. <laughs> so that does explain <clears throat> some things, but yeah, but I imagine. I mean, again, if I'm, again, if I run Cortex. That is a system I could easily convert over to an anime theme.
0: Well, you know, I mean, uh, I, you know, you know how much I'm into magical girls. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: for uh, for those of you who do not know, I'm I'm a huge fan of Cutie Honey, in all of her various incarnations. So, and she she is like one of the original magical girls. Though I I've been I've been to some anime uh, uh, sessions not anime sessions, uh, anime tracks where they went over the idea of, man- and there's just really uh, it was far more than I ever realized because, of course, we we live in America. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, and, and,
2: most, uh, don't come over here. <laughs> well,
0: a lot of it doesn't get over here. Like, some of it was, they actually had video games that were, like, only available on consoles that were in Japan and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's, it's it was a lot bigger than I expected, you know. So, uh, but, yeah. Okay, so uh, more gaming at at, at local conventions, uh, getting into a gaming group, uh, maybe actually get good at running Cortex. Uh, anything else? Get better. Uh, get better. No, I mean get good. <laughs> uh, you think you're?
2: Do you think you're good now? I think I'm good for someone who's maybe run three sessions.
0: Okay, okay, you qualified. <laughs> so
2: get good. <laughs> get gooder. I'll be yeah. Gooder. Uh,
0: gooder.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: And, and Trav, your this from this from
2: the, this from the English miner.
0: Yeah, and Trav, yeah. your plans for the next year were what again?
1: Uh, I would like to try to slip in that Soldier and Living Mex game because I just got a really good gut feeling about it. Okay. Um, let's see. As far as other gamings, well, stuff, I mean
0: changes. I mean, I, we we assume you're going to continue running your well, your, yeah, your existing yeah. campaigns and and you know uh, uh, changes. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you know, some anything you want to branch out to or challenge
1: yourself with or you know. Maybe new settings if I find oh I haven't used this setting. I bought the books years ago and never used them. Uh, Try to integrate those settings into stuff. Yeah. Um and, and, and I've got like five, six, one, two, three, yeah, six bookcases full of hard copy plus about four stacks on the right side of my gaming table here in my living room. There's stuff I haven't tapped into I bought years ago, and just, oh, I'll set it aside and use it later. I'm going to start looking at these other settings that I have gotten over the years and try to bring them into whatever game I'm running, even if I have to tweak it a lot. Sure. Just use some of these books that have been gathering dust. And, And shake up your players a little bit. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I, w- I was looking over all the different topics we did over the last year, and I was surprised how many, uh, you, you know, uh, basically running, uh, uh, putting Fringeworthy into somebody else's uh, or uh, somebody else's intellectual property we did. We did Bioshock. I think we did Dax and uh,
1: Jack and Daxter. Jackson yeah, Daxter.
0: Is- and we did something else too. Um, I can't, th- at least three. Uh, so that was uh, that was actually kind of surprising that we did that oh. much.
2: Uh I know uh, that was okay. I was going to say we did the SCP Foundation, but it was a right. little bit older, yeah. but still.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and and we did, and and you did the one on Cortex. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, no, that
1: was yeah. Okay.
0: And didn't it, we
2: do Mass Effect.
0: Yeah, we Mass did Mass Effect. effect. That, that was fact. it. That yeah. Was the other one. Yeah, and that that was. I mean. I, my son played all the games, and I tried getting into it, but I I didn't get very far. Uh, so uh, not to say that I I can't, I just didn't really get that far in it. But uh, uh, but it's it's got a huge uh, huge backstory and oh, yeah. uh, a really deep really deep culture, you know. So I could easily see where you know somebody could go and 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 do Mass Effect the RPG whether it was fringe-worthy or just on its own. So, uh, I, I'm, as always, if anybody's actually doing that, please let us know uh, on uh, uh, basically leaving us a message on uh, uh, tritaxsystems.podbean.com, uh, or you can, uh, on Facebook, uh, uh, RPG, uh, well, gaming on the frontier fans uh, on Facebook, and also there's the uh, fringe the RPG fans and uh, Bureau, Bureau 13. It's just everywhere. everywhere. Uh, so that's those are all. And of course, you can always send uh, send me a note, b Sheffer at aol.com uh, I'll be glad to to take all your hate mail and. <laughs> <laughs> and all your success stories, because I love hearing how people have basically gone, you know, because we are gaming on the frontier. We are about taking your game to the next level. And, yes. you know, and 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 not being the the generic, you know, vanilla version of the game. Though there's nothing wrong with starting off that way. But what I'm saying is, is that we want we want to help you take your game to a higher level, and that's what we're all about. So uh, we hope you have felt th- that your 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 games have been improved, or at least you've had the opportunity to do that with all the sessions we've done this past year. And we will have more for you next week. But you'll have to wait. Until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying, there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore
1: them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun.
0: Gaming on the Frontier podcast